My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Eighty-three, the film that they now plan to go all out in these last few crucial overs before the film arrives in the cinema, and it does so on Christmas Eve, twenty-fourth December. Now, after garnering rave reviews for the trailer of eighty-three, which was the reaction we expected, right? It has now been announced that the world premiere of Kabir Khan's eighty-three will be held on the fifteenth of December at the Red Sea International Film Festival in Saudi Arabia. What? In Saudi Arabia, not in the historic long room at Lord's Cricket Ground here in London where the magic actually happened in 1983. Clearly not. Well, I won't hold it against them because there could be travel restrictions or other COVID challenges we don't know anything about. But 15th December is the big day when a bunch of lucky people at the Red Sea International Film Festival get to see a world exclusive. Director Kabir Khan, the legend himself Kapil Dev and Deepika Padukone are expected to attend and to bind all four corners of India with a thread of nostalgia and patriotism. 83 releases in Hindi, Tamil, Telugu, Kannada, Malayalam and in 3D. Hang on. Make that to bind all three corners of India because I don't see any languages from the east of India, do you? No Odia, no Assamese, no Bangla. Oh, that's because these people understand Hindi perfectly. Ah, Shuti Okay, now I take absolutely no responsibility for the authenticity of this next story. Actually, that is a standard disclaimer on my show. You know it, right? But one of India's leading national newspapers carried the story, so it is my responsibility to share it with you, right? But please keep it to yourself. Do not tell anybody, not a soul, okay? Someone has been kind enough to share the guest list from the Vicat Shadi, Vicky Katrina Shadi. Rumors are that Vicky Koshal really wanted to splash out, but since there is a new COVID variant on the prowl, the Shadi is now expected to be a relatively modest affair. You know, only close family and friends, only about 3,000 people, something like that. Well, Alia Bhatt, 
Karan Johar, Salman Khan and choreographer Bosco Martis are definitely on the list and are almost certain to make an appearance. Now I'm sure more names will be added to the list nearer the time and the couple are also expected to host a dazzling reception in Mumbai for those who couldn't find Savai Madhopur on Google Maps or indeed those who didn't have the time. Well, expect extensive coverage of this Shadi of the season. Abhishek Bachchan is doing the rounds, promoting and publicizing his next release, Bob Biswas. In fact, I heard him in an interview and he says it the Bengali way, Bob Bishash. We know this character first appeared in Shujoy Ghosh's Kahani. And 10 years on, Shujoy's daughter, filmmaker Diya Annapurna Ghosh, she directs Abhishek in this one. Now, laying down the premise of the film very clearly, Abhishek Bachchan stresses that Bengali actor Shashat Chatterjee, who played the character brilliantly in Kahani, he says that, look, I'm not competing with him. He was in that film for just eight minutes. That was his screen time. And yet, thus saal baad, hume abhi bhi wo character yaad hai, right? Which means clearly Shashat Chatterjee did a stellar job. Abhishek Kehte, this film is not an attempt to modify, magnify or in any way connect to Shashat's Bob Bishwash. Dia has put her own spin on it and stamped her own vision on this character who was first seen in her dad's film. That's it. My challenge, he says, as the new Bob, was to play this sweet, simple, lovable family man, an Ahmadmi, who makes his money by selling insurance. He turns into a ruthless contract killer. It is walking that fine line between Bob's two personas. That was my challenge as an actor. Somebody pointed out, you know, he was having a Q&A with the press and someone in the press pointed out that Abhishek, isn't this character very similar to the last character you played in Breathe Into the Shadows? And Abhishek, no, 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 not at all. Choke and cheese, choke and cheese. You know, the character I played in Breathe Into the Shadows, that guy had a medical condition. You know, he was suffering from a split personality disorder. Bob is a very... Very normal guy. He's a sweet, normal guy. Which begs the question, which normal person thinks it's okay to be an insurance agent by day and it's perfectly alright to be a contract killer at night? Which normal person? What am I missing? Perhaps Abhishek and I need to sit down together and look at the definition of normal together. Saif Ali Khan is an actor who's loving his life right now. Absolutely loving it. Turning 50 last year, becoming a dad again, finding his groove in Bollywood and dipping his toes into a variety of roles that have come his way, including two knockout performances on OTT. I'm talking about Sacred Games and Tandav. But kisne socha tha ki dil chahta hai ka wo seedha saadha comic sa Samir who was bullied by his girlfriend, he was teased endlessly by his friends in that film. That Saif Ali Khan and the Saif Ali Khan of today. I mean, that is a phenomenal arc for any actor, right? Now, after Tanhaji, Saif jumped right into Om Rao's next production, which is Adi Purush, playing the anti-hero Lankesh, Ravan, to Prabhasa's Ram. And once that wrapped, it was onwards to Vikram Vedha. Now, this is a South remake by Pushkar Gayatri, the duo who directed the original as well. Imagine Saif Ali Khan as Vikram, an investigative cop, fighting his own perception of good and evil when he's suddenly pitted against Vedha. Rithik Roshan, who cranks up the tension in this thriller by a few hundred notches, we are told. Saif and Rithik stepping into Madhavan and Vijay Setupati's shoes. Expect fireworks. Never 5th November, explosive performances on screen. That's what I meant. 
Now, rumor has it that one of Bollywood's biggest producers, Sajid Nadiadwala, a man with a big heart and deep pockets, he wishes to host a grand premiere, just like old times, for Ahan Shetty's Tarap, which the entire industry seems very excited about. And the premiere is meant to be this evening in Mumbai, with a generous sprinkling of stars in attendance, including the Shettys and, of course, Sunil Shetty, his friends, his contemporaries in the industry. And I've said this before many times, that the amount of blessings and good wishes that Ahan has been lucky to receive. That speaks volumes about how much people love his dad, right? Sunil Shetty, if you look at his career, he had a relatively short-lived career. Of course, he was a part of some very, very big action films. But people say in Bollywood that if you are lucky enough to call Sunil Shetty your friend, that's it. You're set for life. When the whole world turns away from you because either it is not politically correct to be seen on your side or it is something that people don't want to do publicly. Although, you know, privately Facebook, pe they'll say, nah, WhatsApp, pe they'll say, yeah, yeah, we are with you, we are with you. Sunil Shetty is that one man who will come and stand with you. Anna is a person. That's why naturally he's got so much goodwill from so many people that he's acted with. And like I said, not just in Bollywood, in South India, in the Bengali film industry, big, big names, everyone showering their blessings on Ahan Shetty. Karan Johar and the team of Rocky or Rani Ki Prem Kahani. Dharmendra Ji, Shavana Azmi, Alia and Ranveer. They have been posing away in front of the beautiful and historic Kutub Minar in My Delhi as they shoot bits of the film there. Meanwhile, in Chandigarh, a hip-hop Hip hop, nahi. hop, skip and jump away from Chandigarh, from Delhi. I mean, see, every time I mention Delhi, I just think of home or something. Anyway, in Chandigarh, which is around the corner from Delhi, which you know, director Abhishek Kapoor says, Ayushman Khurana fit the part of Manu like a glove in Chandigarh Kareyashi ki. Abhishek, who gave us films like Rock On, Kai Poche, Fitur and Kedarnath. We've been led to believe that there's a conventional tentpole cinema and then there's parallel cinema. But thanks to actors like Ayushman Khurana, that gap is now being bridged gracefully, giving rise to a new wave of content pole cinema. What's wonderful about Ayushman is that right since his debut, he's championed the art of taking the road less travelled. This hasn't just granted him the credibility of his fans, but it's also granted him limitless scope to experiment. He says, I believe in creating compelling characters and and it is paramount to being a filmmaker. Manu's character has stayed with me for over two years before the film went on floor. But Ayushman walked in like a breeze. He made the character his own in absolutely no time. He fit the part like a glove and he enriched it further with his own nuances. That is how it should be, right? Filmmaker and lead actor, in fact, the entire cast on the same page. Singing from the same hymn sheet. Is that what they say? Chali, hymn sheet na sahi, bhajan sheet is sahi, right? Here we have yet another example of the lines between Bollywood and South India blurring, even on OTT, not just in films. Malayali fans need absolutely no introduction to one of their biggest superstars. He's an actor, he's a filmmaker, he's a producer, Prithviraj Sukumaran. Now, rumor has it that Sukumaran has been roped in to play the lead in a Hindi web series which is based on the tempestuous, there's no other way of describing it, tempestuous rise and fall of India's biscuit bag entrepreneur and businessman Rajan Pillai. 
Now, he started his business young from a fairly humble background, but he rose to become a hugely successful businessman whose life ended on a tragic note when Rajan Pillai died in police custody while still in jail due to what many believe was medical negligence. Now, after Harshad Mehta's biopic scam 1992 and, of course, The Big Bull, this web series on Rajan Pillai's life, it hopes to evoke the same sort of reaction from fans who like a well-made film, a well-told story, especially one which is inspired by real events. Naturally, Prithviraj Sukumaran fans absolutely over the moon because he gets to be in a Hindi drama, that too on OTT. You know what? What do you Suhaga. 18 exciting years in the film industry with films like Murder, Jannath, Once Upon a Time in Mumbai, Shanghai, very recently Chehre. Who am I talking about? Imran Hashmi. Imran Hashmi has now settled into a comfortable groove in Bollywood. Aapne notice kiya hai? And he says acting wasn't even his plan A. It was just a lucky accident. He says, I've learned something every step of the way on a journey that I have now come to cherish. When Imran Hashmi was asked if there was a specific method he followed before greenlighting a film, he said, look, I pick the director as the most important member of a filmmaking team. If the director has passion, if the director has a clear vision of where he needs his characters and his story to be, if the director gives you the guidance every actor craves and also if he gives you the freedom to experiment, to innovate on set, you know what? The film is already a winner. And if that falls into place, if that clicks, I don't mull over it too much, I just say yes. Because you know what? Preparation is crucial, yes, but overthinking can ruin things. Essentially what Imran Hashmi is saying is that we should all follow that little Sanskrit saying that Katy Perry had tattooed on her wrist when she was going out with Russell Brand. Who knows what it was? Do you know what it was? She had a little Sanskrit saying on her wrist and it said, Anugachanti Pravah, which means go with the flow. Don't over. You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. This is Anushka Arora. As always, lovely to have your company for the Sunrise Radio podcast. And this week, I have another special guest on the show. Hi, Vivek. Welcome to Sunrise Radio. How are you doing today? Absolutely amazing. And it's always such a pleasure chatting with you, Anushka. And uh, the whole team at Sunrise, <laughs> Tony and family. Likewise, likewise, will do. Vivek, so let's talk about Inside Edge. I mean, it created a storm anyway with season one and season two. It was received. Uh, so so well um and of course season two left us wanting for more so finally season three is here uh, which i did start watching yesterday um but but firstly i think tell me what is it about this show that made you want to do it well that's a really interesting question Anushka. i think for me it was a bit of two things right one was i'm a big cricket freak i'm a fanatic uh, team india fan i literally would you know, I remember we just got married, my wife and I, and I dragged her, uh, my newly married wife, to every single uh, country in the subcontinent to watch the World Cup. And she and she doesn't even know cricket or love cricket. I think she just did it with the with me and kind of tried to get into the zone of it. So I, I kind of am crazy about cricket that much. Mm. Um, so that's one big factor. But the second thing was I was already 
watching stuff on OTT and I was discovering this very cool personal connect that you have with an OTT platform, right? When you're watching it on your TV or you're watching it on your phone. And it's yeah. very like uh, my shows, your shows and our shows. It's almost like that for everybody, at least couples. It's almost like that, right? I'm sure yeah. you and your husband would have the of same course. story. Yeah. So I love that dynamic. And when this happened, I said, I'm going to do it. It's so funny because when they actually pitched me the script, I said, no. And, and everybody oh, okay. thought, why did you say no? Why? Well, there you go. So team XL, Karan Anshuman, everybody thought that he's saying no, because maybe he's conscious of his image. Maybe this character is too dark. Yeah, yeah. And my observation to them was, it's not dark enough. And they said, what? I was like, yeah, if we're doing this, then we go all out. And then we had this amazing, I don't know, 15 day jam session in my house where it was me, Karan, the writers, all jamming on the script and they were wow. reading out scenes to me and I was performing them live and I was saying, what if he does it like this? What if he does it like that? I got into the skin of the character and then we just brought a whole other edge and more darkness, more edginess to this character. And I loved what became of that. I loved how Vikram Dhawan was kind of born from all of that madness. Um, and that's the best way to work, right? Collaboratively, where Absolutely. everybody brings something to the table. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, like you said, it wasn't dark enough, but I think season three is showing that it is. I mean, it's like twist after twist after twist. And like, it's so funny because when we were watching it yesterday, I kept saying to my husband, I'm like, are you really, are you enjoying this? Because I, I wanted to check what his views were as well. And he was like, he, we kept pausing it and then we kept discussing it as well. At the same time. <laughs> it's like, what do you think is going to happen next? What's he going to do? So you have that curiosity when, 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 when we're watching a show. And I think that's amazing. I think that's really good because you're so, you get so into the show. Yeah. And it's just the like, idea is to hook you completely. That's yeah, the idea. Completely. Absolutely. And I think, you have really portrayed uh, Mr. Dhawan so, so well. I mean, well, it's brilliant. You. It is thank absolutely brilliant. Thank you so brilliant. much. I don't think I could see anybody else play that character, to be honest. Um, in fact, I hope not. You, I'd lose a job. <laughs> in fact, all of you, the entire cast is so, so good. Um, but, you know, like, like you just said that you wanted to get into the skin of the character. You guys had a jam session. I mean, what about this character? Did you find anything so challenging? Because to me, speaking to you, it, it seems like it was a complete breeze for you. Well, no, because... I kind of did my whole process. So from my first film until Inside Edge 3, what I've always done for every character is I've written a backstory. Okay. I've written a, a biography uh, for the character. What happens before the film or the story of the series begins and what happens after it ends, right? So I always do that to bring context. And it's something that I've always done. And I tell young actors that, you know, do that and you'll know your character better. You, you'll recognize him better. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second thing that I did was I tried to walk a very thin line. So Tavan is theatrical by nature, mm -hmm. right? He's larger than life. Even in his first season, he's so larger than life because he's putting on that mask of being so powerful um, because somewhere there is some complex inside, which I think gets revealed in season three. You understand why, because, you know, when someone has been disempowered in their lives, yeah. um, they put that bravado up sometimes. Uh, so I kind of wanted to bring that element and make him one notch larger than life, one notch theatrical. Like, so he's, he's, he, he takes a, 
unnecessarily long pregnant pause to make people feel uncomfortable in his presence right? so yeah. he's he's calibrating you know he's thinking it he's he's manipulating you when he's talking to you he's always thinking 10 steps ahead and playing a game of chess in his head so that was gudavan for me and to bring that in without because that goes very close to overacting as a as a graph that can be very easily go into oh he's overacting yeah uh, yeah especially when the world is so real and subtle right yeah. so so that was a risky element but i said we'll wing it we'll risk it and we'll we'll push the envelope as far as we can get with that and then uh, and and try and 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 maneuver it from there and if you see season 3 there's a more maturity in the character there's more developed he's he's seen a lot and he's playing it with a little more patience he's playing it with a little more fortitude of somebody who's been crushed and risen from the ashes who's okay. come close to death and you know risen it's so funny someone online sent me a fan online sent me say a, a, a really cool comment saying that you are the john snow of, of inside edge <laughs> I, i couldn't stop laughing i was like that's hilarious oh uh, yeah that was such a cool game of thrones re- reference yeah Yeah, I know I think I think it's really nice how you describe the character actually because I think you're right in season 3 um he's still very powerful but he's still very calm and you know like you said thinking 10 steps ahead but then you have Bysop who's already thinking 20 steps ahead right, right? Yes. so it gives that real edge uh yeah. that that just makes you you want to carry on watching I mean which episode are you guys on Um we weren't even looking at which episode we were just <laughs> flying through it and then it's so funny my husband fell asleep because he had an early morning yesterday and I'm like no don't go to sleep we need to watch it but we're going to continue it uh, later today but I think I'm on the bit where um Ro has just found out about her uh, father and then the change of surname and stuff and all of that so So yeah. You said no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> we can edit this out if I. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean the rest of the cast, fabulous cast, you know, Rose, Rina, Paisa, you got Bayu, uh Rohit the new addition, you know, you've yeah. got that extra kind of storyline with the LGBT and I think that's absolutely fantastic. What is it about the show that you're taking away from it this time? Well, you know, uh I think there's so much to take away on a personal level it's it's been a family over the last 4 5 years and I I remember the first ever get together of everybody I remember taking the initiative calling Karan and saying Karan everyone's new and I'm like this feeling like this senior over here and you know our industry works a lot with hierarchy yeah. uh, on every set there's a hierarchy yeah. uh, and I'm not a believer in that uh to me I, i even the 80s new young kids fresh out of school coming in and joining us on set when they call me sir i'm like i'm not your maths professor just call me vivek or call me vio yeah. and then the, the the vio becomes the moniker everybody's like vio 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 and it's it's a lot cooler than uh being called sir suddenly so i remember calling everyone home we had a party and uh everybody just had a fun time laughed drank and they all came in stiff that oh we're going to Vivek Obroy's house he's invited us and it's so funny Siddhant who's now doing so phenomenally well uh, he was Kanoja in the first two seasons and now he's uh, a gully boy and bunty or bubbly and yeah, you know he's yeah. doing so well for himself yeah. he was reminding me yesterday he said remember you know when you called us home and then we had such a cracking time and and I was like yeah that was such a cool memory right so i think we set the tone from there that this is just a bunch of friends coming together to do something that happens to be professional 
yeah. right? And that yeah. tone's lasted. We still have that stupid WhatsApp chat where everybody keeps, you know, posting stuff and chit chatting, you know, in between seasons and uh, bitching out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. So no, that's, that's something really that's funny. very great to, to feel yeah. like you have family. And it sounds cliche that, oh, the set, we were like a family, but. We really have a good time, all of us. No, but I think now, especially with this pandemic, I think you appreciate your work more, you appreciate each other more. You just sure. appreciate everything so much more now, um, you know, than you would. Um, but Vivek, no, for sure. I mean, uh, during the pandemic, um, I, I, I put some focus in on creative work, writing, uh, collaborating with other writers and creating some content, uh, producing. Uh, I started putting a focus on that. And of course, I have my, my businesses, my startups. I take companies public in India uh, onto the stock market. So we prepped for all of that. We did all of those things during the pandemic. But the minute I was back on a set shooting, I can't tell you, my, my wife was like, you're a different person. And I was Aww. like, this is what it does to me. You know? I'm so happy. And she was like, so you're happy being away from your wife and kids? And I was like, no, no, no. There's a little, little thin line there. It's crazy territory. Be careful what you say, Mr. Vio. And I was like, no, no, no. I miss you guys like crazy, but I miss this so much. I miss being an actor. I miss being on the set. Of course. Of course. We missed you on screen. We really missed you. I often Thank talk you. about you on my show. Like Vivek O'Broy, like Satya, probably one of my favorite films of yours. I absolutely you. loved it. So really happy to have you back and doing what you're doing so keep doing it um thank you so much for speaking to us and uh, look forward to seeing you in lots more projects thank you anushka and look forward to seeing you in england i think i'll yes. be filming there in the first quarter of next year so i look forward I'll to seeing you guys we'll get you into the studio for sure absolutely yeah take care vivek take care give my love See. to everybody at sunrise we'll do, we'll bye. do. bye bye the lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday, between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. to keep you smiling. Hello, this is Sonia Dutta. Welcome to this week's episode in my Mental Health and Awareness series. As promised, this week it's all about you, or at least your questions. Thank you so much to those of you who did send in questions. Questions like, how can I stop being affected by other people's actions and words? And why are people so negative all the time? And also, how am I supposed to keep myself positive if everyone around me is always ranting and raving? And as the questions are based upon similar subjects, it's made my life a little bit easier because it means that I can cover them all in this episode. Before I begin though, just a quick reminder that away from media, I am an energy alignment coach, but I am by no means a doctor or health professional. So if you do have a medical health concern, please do speak to your GP. You know, there's this saying that when someone is negative towards you, it says more about them than it does about you. And that is so true, more so if their actions were uncalled for. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person, whatever a bad person is. It just means that wherever they're at in life at the moment, emotionally, physically, mentally, is not a good place. So there are three parts to my answer to these questions. And I know that a lot of it I have covered, albeit briefly, in previous episodes. But you know what? I've noticed that it's never enough to keep going over and over and over these things until we feel like this has actually changed our thinking and the way we react or respond to something or someone. And it's become a part of our everyday life. So here goes. 
Number one, in a nutshell, let's put it this way. When we're affected by somebody else's actions or words, what we're really saying to them is that I can meet you on your level. Remember in a previous episode, I said, it's not always about you. It's not. It really isn't. You see, when someone is negative towards me, the first thing I think of is, what are they going through right now? If it's someone who you usually get on with, then it's obvious that something must have happened to put them in this negative place. So that for a start tells you, you shouldn't take it personally. Instead, you should be responding with, are you okay? Or even, what rattled your cage today? It shows the other person that you've noticed that something's not quite right. And if you've noticed and you've said it in a way where you're actually waiting for a response, then that would mean that even a small part of you actually cares. And that could make all the difference. It could be just what they needed. Not somebody taking their actions or words really, really seriously only to end up in an argument or not speaking. We all have ups and downs. We have good days and bad days. And remember, we're all on our own journey. If we can just meet each other halfway when things aren't going so brilliantly, we'd be all right, wouldn't we? So number one, pause and ask yourself, is this about me or is it about the other person? And you might be thinking, what about me? What about my emotions and how they've made me feel? Why should I be looking out for them when they've just been really negative towards me? Well, guess what? This strategy, although initiated by you, will work both ways. And you'll know exactly what I mean when you try it. Secondly, if you're actually being affected by other people's actions and words, what you're really doing is immediately telling them that you're quite happy meeting them on their level, whatever that level may be. See, if you're saying that the level they're at right now isn't a good level, and you don't really like that level, why would you want to be a part of that sort of energy? Shouldn't you be inspiring and motivating people to come to your level because it's better? So what I'm saying is that when someone's negative towards you, find different ways to respond. Sometimes ignorance is bliss, so you can just ignore what the person said or did. And I know that it's not that simple, but practice makes better. And sometimes a very well thought out response works wonders. Think of these things in advance. If you're constantly surrounded by people who are always negative, take a step back and look at their behaviors and then work out your responses according to that. So let's take a very simple example. You live with a person who's extremely opinionated and highly narcissistic. Everything they say has to be right. Other people are allowed to have an opinion, but you can't be right because they have to be right. So when you say something and they object, telling you actually this is how it is, instead of then hitting back with an objection of your own, use words like, that's an interesting way of looking at it, and I suppose everyone's different, so I prefer this way. They can't really argue with that because that's your opinion, and you're allowed to have your opinion, and what you've just said to them is actually you're allowed to have yours too, and we actually don't have to agree on this. There are more chances of closing this conversation before it gets into a heated argument. And lastly, but definitely not least, meditate. I say this to everybody I come across. Anybody tells me they're stressing out or they can't sleep at night or they're agitated or feeling anxiety or depression, meditate. If you've never tried it, you don't know what you're missing. Aim for about five minutes every day. And even if you only get to do three minutes, you will have felt some difference. When you get to a point where you're doing 15 to 20 minutes at a time, you're doing good. And if you're doing good, you're feeling good. And I promise you that when you start and you see the difference that it makes, you'll miss meditating and you'll want to do it more often. 
So practice these exercises until they become normal to you. You will automatically stress less about the things that don't matter and you'll focus more on the things that do matter to you. And what that means is that all the things that do matter to you can multiply. They'll grow and they'll come to you more often. Isn't that what we all want? I know I do. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful in any small way. Thank you once again for your questions and thank you for listening. Till next time, have a great week. And remember, with all due respect, it's not always about you. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday, between 4pm and 7pm, to keep you smiling. I have got a couple on the phone and they are ready to go. It's time for the couples game. How well do you know your partner? Hello, Sunil and Monica. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thanks, Sammy. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Now, Sunil's actually a really good friend of mine and uh, the kids were listening earlier as well. They got really excited. They're like, Uncle Amy, it's on the phone! <laughs> <laughs> I so definitely need this recorded for them in the morning. Oh, don't worry. This is going to be added to the podcast as well. So they'll be able to listen back as many times as they want. So don't worry about that. Uh, but anyway, so Monica, Sunil, you guys have been married a while now, actually. How long have you two been married? Is this live on there? This is live. You're live on air right now. Oh, okay. No swearing, Monica, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I should always mention that, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, we've been married about 14 years now. 14 years. I was at the wedding and it was absolutely beautiful. 14 years is a long time, though, I reckon. And you guys are happily married, two wonderful children. Uh, And what would you say is the secret so far of being in a long-lasting, happy relationship? What would you say is the secret? (laughs) I don't don't know anyone that's the right answer to that. It's learning if you have a fight... Just walk away and deal with it the next day. <laughs> That's a good tip, I think, as well, actually. Sometimes you need to cool off, right, and get a change of perspective. But if you react, then that's when the trouble can really start. Okay. So, um, who, just out of curiosity, who wears the trousers in the relationship? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a probably a politically <laughs> incorrect question right now. So, anyway, um, <laughs> in today's climate. So, listen, okay. Well, I, I, bought, I bought a kilt so you can see me in my skirt, too. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to see that um, in person. Right. Okay. So, I didn't get a chance to brief you guys in advance. How this works is really simple. Uh, so, in a yeah. second, I'm going to ask one of you to leave the room. Who that is is up to you. And the partner who stays, I'm going to ask you five questions very simple things just personal questions about you nothing embarrassing nothing like that then once you've answered those five questions we call the other partner back and we ask them the same five questions to see if they can guess their partner's answers does that make sense okay all right so who's going to be the brave one and leave the room and do the guessing later on who's going to be brave is it monica or suno is he going to be chivalrous she's fucking me out so uh, (laughs) as as normal so i'm (laughs) I'm, just, I'm walking. All right, cool. So, soon, yeah, there you go. Sunil's left the room. Then, Monica, can you hear? Her, can you hear, hear you at all? No, not to when you shut the door. Okay, cool. Brilliant. All right, so I'm going to ask you five really harmless, simple questions. Answer as honestly as you can, and then we'll just see how well Sunil knows you. Okay, right. So question number one. Um, When you're having having just one of those days and you just have to delve into a naughty snack or treat, what's your naughty snack or treat of choice? 
So is it my choice? Yeah. So anything like, say for example, if you're a chocolate lover, and then you when you just want to have one of those days when you just want to binge on something and it happens to be chocolate, then you know that that exactly that type of thing. So what's your thing? You know, some people say it's like you know, uh, Gatia. Some people say it's samosa. Some people say it's chocolate. Some people say it's Chris. What's yours? Mine's. Vanilla ice cream, carte d'or. Ooh, nice. Vanilla ice cream. And um, uh, is so is that your kind of like your go-to when you just need something? My go-to. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get that completely. Uh, question number two. What is mm-hmm. a bad habit? Question number two. What is a bad habit that you have that Sunil hates? Um, I have a habit of moving my foot involuntarily <laughs> it sounds really bizarre but when you're obviously sitting next like lying next to someone and you've got your partner's foot like shaking um yeah he hates that like do you shake your knee like lift it up and down kind of thing it's, it's not quite the knee it's the actual foot it was oh. just kind of going into slow motion okay really bizarre but yeah Interesting. Okay. All right. We'll we'll see if he gets that one. Question number three. Uh, what's one thing that's on your bucket list that you've always wanted to do? Whether it's skydiving, swimming with sharks, or anything. Could be absolutely anything. Well, what is one thing that's on your bucket list that you really want to do? Uh... Oh, do you know what? I've gone blank. Can we come back to that one? All right, we'll come back to that. Yeah, no problem at all. Question number four. Uh, what would you say is the best holiday that you and Sunil have both been on together? I think China. Ooh, no, when did you guys go to China? So it's probably pre-kids, obviously. Um, yeah. About 11 years ago. Um, had a great opportunity to go to the Great Wall of China, which we absolutely love. Wow, I didn't realise you guys have been there. That's brilliant. Awesome. I love that answer. Uh, question number five. What is a favourite movie of yours that you've seen loads of times and you could watch over and over again? Like, it could be anything, by the way. Hollywood, Bollywood, animation, anything. <laughs> Uh, love Actually. Oh my God, what a good film. I was talking about that earlier. Um, Merry Christmasy. Yeah. Do you know, there's a there's a film uh, on one of the streaming services at the moment called Love Hard. And they, 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 they kind of go into that film a few times and the ending sort of has a parody of that film. Uh, so it's worth watching. It's not as good as Love Actually, but it's still a great Christmas rom-com. Worth watching. It's called Love Hard. Yeah. All right. So uh, question number three, something that's on your bucket list that you've always wanted to do and still is on your list like your next list of things to do um so i'd like to go back to mauritius i know we've done it before but i'd really love to go back okay cool excellent any reason why or just was it your honeymoon destination it was our honeymoon destination. I loved it. Everyone was so nice out there, so I'd love to get back. Oh, do you know, that's where me and my wife went as well, and we, we loved it as well. Uh, we definitely. Yeah, we, we loved it as well. We'd definitely love to go back at some point in the future. Um, right, cool. There you go. Harmless enough. You've answered the five questions. <laughs> now go go for it. Get him back. Get, get the man back I'm in. Get, him back. Yeah, get him back in. Come in. He's gone for nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone miles away. It's okay. While you're calling back anyway, to all the other couples out there, yeah, to all the other couples out there listening in right now, this is how it works, the couples challenge. Got Sunil and Monica on right now. They've been married 14 years and we're testing them to see how well they know each other. Right, Sunil, are you there? I'm, I'm here, mate. Well, I'm here. Sweet. 
Great. All right. So basically, while you left the room, I asked Monica five questions about her. I'm going to ask you the same five questions. You've got to guess what she answered. So these questions are about her. Um, so huh? you, you'll get the gist of it now. I'll ask you the first one. So I asked Monica um, to name or mention what is her favorite choice of naughty snack or food? You like, you know, when she just has one of those moments and she just has to have a little binge on something. What do you think she said? Salt and vinegar, real McCoy. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, right, okay, cool. So, Chris, basically. Question- yeah, she's supposed to in the room. Uh, uh, yeah, she can stay in the room, right? So, that's absolutely fine. And um, what I was going to say was, I'll reveal the answers at the end of what she said, okay? So, we're totting up the score to see how many you get. So, but you. To be can- fair to Monica, to be fair to Monica, as you probably know, it could be one of a thousand things the answer to that. Probably. Uh, do you know what? I was going to say that that that's that's kind of like the case for a lot of people as well. So, if you were going to say one more thing, what would it be? Um. It would be profiteroles, probably. Okay, cool. I will write that down as well. Like I said, we will uh, come back to that in a second. Right, question number two. Uh, I asked Monica to name a bad habit that she has that you hate or find really annoying. Oh, my day. <laughs> how, long, how long have I got, right? <laughs> how long have you got? What time what time is your shift on till? <laughs> uh, well, it, we... might into, it might overspill into your next presenter. It's all right. It's uh, fine. Don't worry. They won't mind. <laughs> I think it's not putting things back where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In there. Are your parents listening to this? <laughs> they might be right they might be um, might be question number three I asked Monica to mention something on her bucket list like you know for some people it could be like sh- swimming with sharks skydiving anything like that. it could be abs- or traveling traveling to a particular location it could be anything what do you think she said oh that's a good one so she really wanted to go to the Great Wall of China which we did but, um, what, by the way, when this is an Asian network radio station, why have you got jazz playing in the background? <laughs> you don't worry about that. You just answer the questions. By the way, you can't name you can't name a competitor. You can't name a competitor. This is Sunrise Radio. <laughs> But it sounds like jazz in the background you're playing. Of course, yeah. This is just like the bed music that we're using. Just the bed, that's all. It's just, yeah, it's just... It sounds seducive, man. Um, <laughs> stop, stop avoiding the question. Come on. I would say... Um, maybe... Like... To, to go to... To go to America. America, is that somewhere... No, no, to go to the Maldives. Maldives. Okay, cool. Good answer. No worries. Um, right, last two questions now, so we're almost there, so don't worry. Uh, question number four. I asked her to name the best holiday that you two have been on together. What do you think she said? Mauritius, our honeymoon. Okay. Right, I'm going to write that down. Last one. Um, a favourite movie of hers that she has seen loads of times and could possibly watch, still watch over and over again. Could be anything, by the way. Hollywood, Bollywood or otherwise. Um, maybe the Sex in the City movie. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to write that down. All right, cool. So, <laughs> hey, I'm not telling you anything. 
Oh, is she is she laughing there? Is she laughing? She's laughing and not saying a word and she's like not giving anything away. I've probably got all of them wrong. And she's got a good poker face, alright. So let me do my complex uh, thing of totting up all the scores. Hold on, hold on, here we go. Uh, okay, cool. So uh are you ready to be revealed the score? I'm gonna do my impressive highly technical drum roll. Alright, so no. You scored Zero Out of five <laughs> Zero <laughs> Zero, yeah But there was one question Where you were really close So like Or two questions Where you kind of got really close Right, so um, I, I'll tell you what she said You tell me if it's right Because we can correct Some of these, alright all right? So first one uh, Favourite choice Of naughty stack of food She said You said real McCoys Or profiteroles But she actually said Vanilla ice cream Cart door uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, okay. probably, probably ask because you're asking me that question in December. Had you asked me that in the summer, I would have told you that. True, very true. Seasonal, yeah, seasonal thing, but no, yeah, definitely. Enough, definitely. She can, by the way, smash the whole box. <laughs> Sorry, smash the whole box <laughs> from start to finish. I bet she can. I bet she can. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Question two uh, A bad habit you mentioned uh, not putting things back in their place. She actually said it was her jittery foot. <laughs> Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. It's like she's got Duracell bunny batteries in her feet. They're just constantly moving. They are not stopping. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. That's brilliant. Uh, question number three. Um, uh, I asked I asked her to name something on a bucket list. You said Maldives. You weren't far off, actually. She mentioned going back to Mauritius again, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, so she goes, she really enjoyed that and obviously leads on nicely on to question four. Um, best holiday you both have been on because you said Mauritius, but actually she said actually China. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. would you agree with Not those two then? Uh, as in me. As yeah, would you agree with those answers like yeah, what she said? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But All right. It's interesting because we've never, because of COVID, we, ha- we just literally, the, the holiday discussion has just been parked until you know you can comfortably go somewhere. But now, thanks for telling me. So yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. And last but not least, so if I were to get you to change this answer, because you weren't right on this one, um, but if I were to tell you it's sort of like a Christmassy rom-com, what would you have answered for her favourite movie that she's seen? Oh, Love, love Actually. There you go. We're going to give you one out of five. One out of five. There we go. <laughs> we're going up, to update your score. Um, I, I think you did... I think you do very well because the thing is as well I think you you and Monica are similar to me and Nithi like there could be one of a million answers to any one of these questions because we're quite eclectic in our personality so I think it is quite difficult when you've got this kind of personality dynamic but they're really cool questions they're good questions yeah cheers man I I spent years devising them I mean you know I've been (laughs) working hard on it for a long time Uh, but well well done to you guys for coming on and just taking part and just having a bit of fun you guys absolutely rock We do. We yeah. do. We know. It's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on. Thank you so much for coming on and taking thank part. You. Uh, you're you're welcome, guys. Honestly, thank you so much as well. You did it. You took part, though, in the Couples Challenge. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7pm and 10pm every Sunday for that chill-out zone.